Hi everybody, welcome to Love After Lockup Cray Cray. I'm Kim and I support the love of convicts. And I'm Kyle and I've seen way too many Dr. Phil's. <laughs> Kyle, have you ever been on the internet and just stumbled across an ad for a hot convict? Yeah, you know, I'm just, uh, I'm just bored out of my mind sitting on the couch and I know when I'm bored on the weekend, I just, I go to meetaninmate.com. That's my bookmarked. Handcuffed honeys. I know. And I have another question for you. Who do you love more, your wife or Beyonce? Oh, no question. Beyonce. <laughs> just a quick warning. We're not nice people. We say bad words and we talk about adult situations. This podcast is definitely not for children. Definitely not. <laughs> and also, thank you for joining us. If you listen to 90 Day Fiance Cray Cray, welcome. If you're a new friend only here for Love After Lockup, also Welcome. You can follow us at Reality Cray Cray on Instagram for more Love After Lockup gossip. We had a preview episode, but this is the official number one first episode of Love After Lockup Cray Cray. It is episode one, season two. Buckle up. Overall thoughts on this episode. Oh, this is so much fun. Oh my God, it's so great. This is absurd. It's it great. so great. Yeah, I, I had... Uh, I've been watching a lot of reality TV lately, as you know, Kim. Um, <laughs> see what you've done to my life. Uh, and this was the most fun I've had in, I think, like 10 weeks of, re of binge watching tons of reality TV. Yeah. I mean, I don't know, like, who fucking told us to watch this show. It's like tons of our 90 Day Fiance Cray Cray listeners, I think. But thank you. Kyle, from Kyle and I both, a very sincere Thank you. I don't I don't think I've laughed this hard at a reality TV show ever. Me neither. It's so great. It's like this is the reality TV gold, the trashy gold that we just need to get back to in reality television today. I agree. And not only that, but there was an actual plot twist that they managed to keep under wraps. So How did they Very important oh my God. before you get in we, before we get into the episode, we need to tell you that what our policy on spoilers are, okay? So for 90 Day Fiance, we kind of just say, fuck, <laughs> you know, whatever it's going to be whatever. Anything like, goes. There's yeah. no such thing as spoilers because, spoiler alert, we all know they're all fucking together anyway because right. of Instagram and there's Instagram fights every week. There's no, there's not really such thing, a thing as a spoiler yeah. on 90 Day Fiance. Apparently, there is on this show. So we were, we were probably going to save that for the very end, just based yes. on the order. If you haven't watched the episode, by all means, listen to most of this podcast. There's nothing really that's spoilery until the end. We will warn you to wait until you've actually watched it because it's actually a good twist. Yeah, And we it don't want to spoil it for you if you haven't watched yet. But really, you shouldn't be listening to this podcast until after you've watched the episode. <laughs> Just I totally, as a general I good mean, rule of thumb. At this point, I honestly understand if you just don't even watch 90 Day Fiance anymore <laughs> and you just listen to 90 Day Fiance Cray Cray, thank you. We love you guys. But you should actually watch this. It it's is good. so entertaining. And, and if you can't watch it because you don't have WeTV and you do have, what is 90 Day on? I don't even know. TLC. TLC. We have a way for you to watch the show that we will talk about later. 
Well, we're going to talk about it right now, real quick. Okay. So, if you're looking you can for tell a way... How, you can tell how organized we are in our first episodes. <laughs> if you're looking for a way to join us on this journey of television genius... Jump in the dumpster with us? Is yes. that what you're saying? Yeah. If you need a way to watch... You can um, go to meet an inmate. <laughs> <laughs> if you need a way to watch Love After Lockup, you can go to loveafterlockuppodcast.com and... We have a deal with Sling TV now, so you can get a free Roku for a limited time when you sign up for Sling TV. You can get all your favorite channels, including Lifetime Bravo TLC for $25 a month and add on a Cloud DVR for $5. Now, if you want to add on WeTV, I walk you through exactly how to do that at loveafterlockuppodcast.com. You just need another $5 add-on to get WeTV, and then you will never miss an episode of this work of television genius. If you're traveling over the holidays, just get that cloud DVR for five bucks and you can record all your episodes. You never have to miss a single moment of this wonderful, wonderful show. And also like if your new year's resolution is to save money, just go ahead and cut that cord today. Sign up for Sling TV, get a free Roku. This is a limited time offer. Just go to loveafterlockuppodcast.com for more details. And I'll also throw a link in the show notes. Highly recommend that you add on that WeTV add-on because <laughs> I'm telling you, I, I don't really have much experience with WeTV until now, but just perusing their catalog. It's great. I can tell you that WeTV makes TLC look like the Smithsonian channel. It really does. And also <laughs> $5 a month. I cannot think of a better way to spend $5 than <laughs> subscribing to this channel, at least for, you know, the two months that Love After Lockup is actually on. It's the price of a latte and you're going to feel way better about yourself <laughs> watching WeTV than drinking a latte. Okay, we're going to go out of order on these couples. Because we only have four couples. There was no Angela and Tony. There was no um, Tracy and Mar Marlisano. Wait, what's his name? Oh, sorry. Brittany and Marcelino uh -huh. were not on this episode. Neither were Angela and Tony, but we already know them. And I just, I have to start with Michael and Megan. Okay, so we're going to have spoilers midway. We will warn you. Yeah, just don't listen to this before you watch the episode. This is a work. I do not know how WeTV pulled off. This freaking twist of genius. How did they pull this off? I don't know. Yeah. It I'm, was so good. They must have. I, I want to know what the process was when they were, like, who applied? Was it Megan that applied? Yeah. It must. I mean, I don't think you can apply to be on this fucking show in, in prison. No, uh, it has to be the person on the outside. You would think. So I'm already confused. Yeah. And I how have a theory be, about this. How could it be Megan when she's a virgin? I just, I don't know how they, I mean, they maybe she got recruited. Maybe. And we're going to start, I'm going to start from actually the beginning. I'm going to go through yeah. this as, with my notes as I watch the episode so we can leave that twist for the end. So Michael is in jail for a parole violation. Two years left on his, or two year total sentence. Yeah. Um, roughly it looked like six months when they started filming. So I'm confused about how old he is because, so he was originally in for Grand Theft Says Auto 26. when he was, he was 15. He yeah. got um, a sentence for Grand Theft Auto. I, did they try him as an adult then? He's, I think he must have been in and out. Okay. So they're probably not telling us the whole story here. Yeah. Um, and Megan's big thing is that she's like big on trust. Like she's been cheated on by every single 
boyfriend. She said that she's never trusted anybody like she trusts Michael. And these are actually, this is the only couple on the show that did not meet online. They got introduced via Michael's cousin. It's unclear how Megan knows the cousin, but we know that they were introduced. And later this is going to play an important role. Great work, cousin. <laughs> what the fuck Just were you great. thinking? <laughs> he's been, they've been together for a year and a half, but he's been in for two so he right away latched on to Megan. Um, my notes say, oh, fuck, she's a virgin. Because they she's... don't reveal that until a little bit later. <laughs> they do, but then I have... So these are my notes during, during, well, as I'm watching the ep- episode on Megan being a virgin. She says, I didn't want to have sex with just anybody. And my notes are, so an inmate is like an appropriate person to lose your V-card? Like, Call Deuce Bigelow. <laughs> And my other question is, so why is she going to have sex with this guy? And, like, I just, I also wonder if in her history, like, there was no, like, just the tip moment. I mean, come (laughs) on, Megan. Like, tell us the truth here. I don't know. Like, how virgin is she? I I don't understand why. I don't know. Like, to me, if you've been cheated on a bunch of times, you're still a virgin. You're looking for the right one. Oh, it's so confusing. (laughs) It's so confusing. And so her family also doesn't know that they're engaged. So, and they're also not supportive of the relationship as is. And this is, this is also, again, like going through the episode as I was watching, the dad's number one concern is, quote, he could have a girlfriend or something, unquote. And I literally Mm -hmm. wrote down, that's the least of my worries. Like, who's he going to bang in prison? Yeah. The dad conversation was kind of like typical stuff for these shows. Yeah. He didn't really make like a logical argument, I found. He just kind of kept repeating saying he was concerned. Concerned. I guess, you know, if if she's not being logical about this, why would a logical argument against why this is a bad idea? I mean, just think about the fact that she's uprooting her life. She has a job in home health care. She's uprooting her life to New York. Because his parole will force him to be there if he wants to be with his daughter. Right. So not only is she moving her entire life, as it turns out, she's moving to the general vicinity of a ex, um, which I don't know why. Like when I was watching the episode, I was like, why do you keep bringing up the ex? Who cares? It's not even going to be a thing. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) exactly. Why do you, why why do you say, keep saying you're concerned about the ex? I'm not concerned. Blah blah. blah. She like she's. It almost felt like at the time that she was fending off an invisible threat that didn't seem like it was going to be there because 95 percent of the time on these shows the ex is like totally not in the picture at all. I know. Or she like drops her face is blurred. Right. Mm-hmm. She doesn't even. She's not even a part of it. It's not a big deal. Yeah. I also <laughs> don't know why she seems like they must. The producers must have been leading her. And asking her, asking her questions, questions around this subject for obvious reasons later in the episode. But, you know, they were asking her about, like, what do you think about the ex? She's like, I'm not worried about that baby mama drama. I'm his first priority. I, it always, like, confounds me when they're, like, worried about the baby mama. It's like you realize that this is a person that's going to be in his life forever. Like, he has a child. Yeah. So it, it was very confusing. My favorite thing that I've ever fucking seen <laughs> on reality TV. Taomi? Taomi online sex workout class. This was amazing. I even typed, 
I've never laughed that hard at reality TV. Do you know what ever. I typed out? I could have watched a full fucking hour of just this. <laughs> it was sublime entertainment. It was so funny. Why did they limit it to like, it was only a minute long It was long so scene. fast. Why did you cut that shit? I want to see the director's cut. I want to see... That for 10 minutes at least. You don't even have to do anything. Your booty does it for you. <laughs> uh, Kim, can can you confirm? I mean, I don't know much about. Uh... Uh, I'm not really sure. <laughs> and, you know, I just want to like, I kind of want to look for Taomi. I meant to look for her class before we tape this podcast. Oh, she sh- th- this person should be an internet celebrity. I it's hope that they so are. so funny. Oh, she will be now. I mean, someone send us her Instagram, please. Oh, my God, Taomi. It was the best. It was the best. Her like, boobs like took up the entire TV at the oh beginning. Oh my god. And then oh just oh my god. I I posted a meme about this. It was kind of hard to tell what it was and I apologize, but in my head I'm just thinking like if you're a virgin and you're signing up for an online like writing class, I just wonder like what the mental picture of what you expect this to be is like. <laughs> And and my first thought was like Game of Thrones, like Khaleesi getting like oh, yeah. sex lessons from her handmaiden. Yep. No, it's just you're over Skype and there's this, there's you're using this woman that's just using a chair and it's over a webcam and she's just like teaching you, think, you how to move your ass. Do you think it was a one-on-one or a group class? It looked like a one-on-one, right? It did. But I wonder if it was. Oh, it was so good. I mean, and then after that, like, they, they're, like, really playing up the virgin storyline, right? Because yeah. then they go to a sex shop. And she goes with her friend, her male friend. And he's like, what's your plan? My plan is to fly out and have sex. Okay. Like, why, though? Why this guy? Why is she, like, I don't understand why she's going to have sex with this jail guy. Anyway. I really hope her friend's name is actually just B. <laughs> <laughs> But her friend didn't know she was a virgin, and that's why I'm suspicious that she is. Well, he said that... He said she was in college. Yeah. He was like, still? Yeah, but I'm like, dude, you're in a sex shop with this girl. Like, if she feels comfortable enough to bring you to a sex shop, you she must have shared with you that she's a virgin. I don't understand. Yeah, she, she says that he's very aggressive and sexual. Doesn't sound like a recipe for a good, like, loss of virginity situation. I, I, yeah. I don't know. Then we get to the big bombshell that Megan doesn't actually know. She signed up for a threesome. Yeah. Holy shit. We TV pulled this off. As soon as they showed Sarah chasing around the kid and started interviewing her, I knew something was afoot. Yes. Because they never do that. No, you're right. They don't. And I was like, who's this Sarah? I was so confused. Because I understood it was the baby mama, but I was like, why? Why are they interviewing her with like her age on the screen? And then she says the big bomb, like we've been together. I can't wait for him to come home. We're engaged. Uh Uh-oh. I was like, holy shit. And I literally have in my notes, oh, shit. This is so Maury Povich. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I can't wait. I can't wait. I can't wait. So, like, what do you think is going to happen here? Oh, how is he going to manage this? I don't know. That's what I want to know. I it, it, the preview made it seem like her, her, the baby mama, 
went to go pick him up at a jail. Right. So I'm he's probably gonna make up some bullshit. Like his to family's Megan. gotta yeah, pick him up. And I'll see I'll meet you at the hotel on this day. How is he gonna play both? That just seems like man, I don't that just seems like so much work and stress. Oh, Why do you God. need that in your life? I don't know. Like, what's his motivation? I guess maybe while he was in jail, he's probably just bored, right? Yeah. But this is the thing is, like, they wouldn't have dropped this bombshell so early on in episode one if he were if he weren't able to continue to keep up this ruse for at least a few episodes. The other thing is he only gets one 15-minute phone call a day. <laughs> How did he manage that? How do you know he only gets one a day? Because a couple of the other inmates have said that that on the show and oh. like just I've seen it on social media. Like you get one 15 minute phone call a day. It probably depends on the prison. Yeah. So I'm not completely sure. But most of them, it seems like one 15 minute a day. I wonder if he divides it up and just says I get yeah. a five minute call. Oh, I called my mom or something. You yeah. Know? I Dude, I don't know. He's... This guy is a mastermind, though, that he's been able to pull this off from wow. prison. So I'm so excited to see this unfold. Man. But let's move on to Caitlin and Matt. This is my second favorite. Again, I'm going out of order, and this is totally biased. I mean, Caitlin was, my Caitlin was my favorite until the bombshell. And actually, well, it swung back and forth wildly at the writing class. But I, I, the first thing I wrote down is it seems like they really want to make Caitlin like the star of season two. We're talking about the same person, right? Matt and Caitlin? Yeah. I mean, they, okay. they released the preview with her. That's true. That's she true. had like the most screen time, it seemed like. Yeah. She's like the trashiest kind of train wreck of the show. Yeah. Matt seems like a total disaster of yeah. a person. So we did see this in the first look. So we saw the scene where Caitlin's just like stripping down and changing clothes and they're filming it. <laughs> the first scene, I mean, the entire first scene, they just literally did the exact same scene as the preview. Except they miss, I don't know if this was in the first look, but Caitlin's friend makes that panty comment, like, make sure you wear panties that are easy to take off. I'm like, are there two classes of panties? Like, are yeah. there panties that are easy to, easier to take off than others? Because Is I it feel- like a, flu a fruit roll-up panty? <laughs> I feel like- That you just kind of rip off? There's the same level of ease for all. Are all there panties like are equal. Underwear that have like a clasp that you can just <laughs> rip? And then she's asking about the size of his penis, and I'm just like, that oh, was definitely in much. the first look. That was that definitely, was I know, but I have gnarly. forgotten. It's gross. Anyway, how they met. So I she's... paused it, by the way. I, we, we speculated last on the first look. Mm -hmm. We wanted to know so much more about the rap sheet. Yes. And so I did you pause it on the no, rap sheet? No, because I knew I that did. you would. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I'm not doing this. Eluding the police, possession of a firearm, burglary, theft. Theft of at a retail store, possession of drugs, possession of stolen property, more theft. So a, a rap sheet basically spanning like at least three years of crimes. Oh my god! And we learn, we learn that this. Well, let's let's we'll get there when we get there. Bored on the couch, stumbled across a Craigslist ad and for you, an inmate. Do you know what I did my due diligence today? I went on Craigslist because I hadn't been on there in a long time. And I was like, how difficult is it or easy is it to stumble across a Craigslist you ad? You were stumbling? I was not stumbling. I was, <laughs> I was intentionally looking for an inmate on Craigslist. You were Craigslist. looking for a, a quote, pen pal? <laughs> <laughs> well, let me tell you, I could not find a single one. And I know that Craigslist, I think it was within, within the last year, 
said that there will be no more personal ads. Yeah. But they still have like misconnections and like general. So I was literally looking all over Craigslist in three different cities across America, Los Angeles, Washington, D.C., and Atlanta. I could not find any instance of like inmates or like pen pals wanted or I think I searched the word convict. um, Just shaking my head over here. (laughs) I literally... For like 20 minutes. Comcast thinks that you are a complete psycho. They do, for sure. So I was just searching forever. I could not find a single one. So the fact that she just like, I scoured Craigslist. The fact that she claims to have stumbled across this accidentally, not possible. Sorry. Okay. Frauden. Frauden. Um, But he's, so yeah, we talk about what he's in jail for, but it this stems back to like, Matt's mom spilling some truths about his past. So he, um, this is his third time getting released from prison. He became addicted to meth. Yeah. Damn. Like that's some serious shit. Yeah, absolutely. And it really seems to all start when they um, got divorced. Yeah. Which, yeah. And I just really don't want Matt to relapse on the season. Like all did last season because it was really gross to watch. And I just, the thing is, like, you can tell that his emotional development has halted. Sure. Well, he's been in prison most it, of his adult life. Not just that, but it probably halted around the time that his parents got divorced. I mean, his room still looks like an 11-year-old's room. Well, that's his mom's fault. If he still lives there, it's his fault. That's true. It seems like he's lived there off and on. They're going to live there now. Yeah. And that I guess let's talk about Caitlin's mom for a second. So Caitlin yeah. says that her mom sucks. Like, she was on off and on drugs. Um, didn't have a great, doesn't have a great relationship with her, didn't have a great childhood with her. So it seems like she's trying to develop this relationship with Matt's mom. And yeah, she wants a mom figure. She really like, it was kind of sad. Like, I don't know, sad or just emotional in general. Like she pulls up to Matt's mom's house and I'm like, girlfriend, leave the luggage in the car. She's like dragging these giant suitcases up to the door to meet her for the first time. I think producers always tell them to always drag luggage (laughs) in the most uncomfortable, awkward way to just make you look like a fool. Totally. And so, I mean, his mom was super nice. Um, And you can just tell Caitlin just really wants a mom figure in her life. And and just it was really funny, though, when we saw his room and it was literally like an 11-year-old's room. His mom... Seems like a pretty reasonable person that, I mean, just the fact that she tries to dissuade her. Yeah. Um, pretty, pretty persuasively, I have to say. I mean, good honor to try to give her like the lowdown on what's happening. It's, she's clearly lost control and she's just trying to be supportive of him, which is, mm-hmm. I mean, if your son gets addicted to meth and has a rap sheet 11 miles long, there's only so much you can do at that point. You have to be there emotionally. You have to try to support. But you, I think that she's trying to make it so that he doesn't drag people into, like, a black hole with him until yeah. he's proven he can be, like, a productive member of society. And, and that he's clean, right? Mm-hmm. So and what did you think of that phone call? I feel like it was drama- It was just really dramatized. Um, I- I don't know. I see this all the time. Yeah. This is this is anxiety. Yeah. And I don't know why he was mad that she was at his mom's house. Like, it's because he didn't know. It's it's profound anxiety. And he feels like he doesn't have control of the situation. And his emotional 
like development is just, just like stunted. Yeah. If he feels like he doesn't know the entire like laundry list of what's happening. Um, and it's also, I think, probably has to do with the fact that he's been in prison and his entire life is structured. Yeah. He knows everything that's happening at all times. It's very regimented. As soon as he feels like something's happening from his perspective behind his back, he has like, it, it triggers him. It, it drives yeah. him crazy. I thought it was totally, it seemed totally authentic to me because just thinking about it, his mom says that he has really bad anxiety and he can't deal with like not knowing stuff. Yeah. Yeah, his mom definitely knows him very well in a way that she's trying to tell Caitlin, like, you're going to have to look out for these behaviors. But, I mean, I just thought Caitlin's face was hilarious when she was oh, like, yeah. That was great. <laughs> he <hung up> on <laughs> me. Like, what? I didn't get the, hey, you have to call me tonight argument. Like, the little uh, yeah. sub argument. Like, what is I, that about? Who I cares? don't care. It seems like she's also pretty... Like when she says, I don't want to do life without him. Oof. That's yeah. Rough. She's like crazy into him. They've only met four times. Yeah. Which is nuts. <laughs> I just, I also just the last thing I'll say about Caitlin is like, how much is she paying for these collect calls from prison? It's a good question. Like how much does it cost these people to receive these collect calls every single day? I don't think that I've had a conversation about a collect call since I was like, 10 years old in yeah. the 80s. Yeah. It yeah. just hasn't come up. It's just it really hasn't not a come thing up. thing anymore except for calling for prison. I, I made a collect call in middle school <laughs> at a Taco Bell <laughs> to my parents to come pick me up because cell phones for middle schoolers were not a thing. Yeah. And my parents were so pissed off at me. Because it cost like because $3. It cost not, it probably cost like 75 cents. <laughs> it was like, hey, pick me up. Okay. Yeah. Like that was it. I don't know. I, so I just, back I'm in the, curious. So in like the early 90s, it cost like a dollar for 30 seconds. So I can't even imagine what 15 minutes a day. That's got to add up. I mean, hit me up. DM me on Instagram at realitycraycray if you know about this collect call situation. We want to know. I bet you it's like at least $20 a day. Right? How do they pay for that? Yeah. It's just crazy. Anyway, Scott and Lizzie? Yeah. So Scott Meet looks- Meetaninmate.com. <laughs> Wasn't this one handcuffed hotties? No, no, no that was No, this time it said meet an inmate, yeah. So Scott looks like he's cleaned up a little bit from last season. Really? Well, he cut his looks, ponytail. Looks like he lost a tooth or two. <laughs> Poor guy. <laughs> Jesus. He does need a dentist. Um- I mean, we know these guys are from last season. They were on the first look. Uh, we saw one of the scenes with the real estate agent that we saw on the first look. Poor, poor realtor. Jesus. <laughs> For those of you who are joining us afresh, these two met on the website meetaninmate.com. He's been sending her money for three years, and it's a lot of money. It's $90,000, or he says at least 90000 And we suspect that probably other guys have been sending Lizzie money as well. She even says that. Yeah, she said he started out as a trick. Mm. So Scott's currently trying to buy a house in Wisconsin. He lives in California, but he needs to relocate to Wisconsin because that's where Lizzie needs to be for her parole. And it's also where her daughter lives. Wisconsin, the land of pools. <laughs> where everyone has a pool. Who wants a pool in Wisconsin, dude? Go to the Dells. <laughs> like, I don't know. Maybe they can hang out with Eric and Baraboo. Yeah. 90 Day Fiance joke, sorry. Yeah, I, I just don't get the, I also don't understand why they assume Jasmine's going to live with them also. 
Where did that come from? Yeah, me neither. Like, where has she been? The I mean, Lizzie's been in jail for 10 years. Yeah. So where has Jasmine been all this time? They don't say, but I assume with her dad? Maybe grandparents. Grandparents, maybe? She seems sane. She's eight, 18, I would guess. I think 19. 19, yeah. yeah. She seems ridiculously well-adjusted. Beautiful, too. Beautiful. Kind of odd that he would lead with, you look like your mom. Little creepy. Little, little weird, Not considering what... that yes. the only thing that you really seem to be thinking about is, is nailing her when Num- she gets out. List, list <laughs> of things that you don't want your mother's boyfriend to say to you. Number one on that list is... You look like your mom. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so gross. Sorry. I'll never do that voice again. Oh, my God. I'm so <laughs> creeped out. I mean, it's just... You know, the other thing I want to know is like... Why the fuck are they buying a house? Why are they buying a house? Rent? Just like rent for one year. Yes. Like, at least he could rent his house in Oxnard out. No problem. That right? shit is like near the ocean. You could rent a shitty house in Oxnard for the same that you would rent a four-bedroom in Wisconsin. Probably even with a pool. And If so you can why- find a house with a pool. Why this need to like rush in? Like, yeah, it just, I mean, this show is all about people rushing into things. I know. I think she's just manipulated him so profoundly. It's it's really disturbing. I I'm sure that pretty much every like 100 percent of viewers knows that she is trying to screw with Scott, especially when we. Wait, hear... wait, you don't think that she's a godly woman now? <laughs> so let's talk about that. So the bombshell that was dropped, and we saw part of this on the first look, is that while he's looking at houses in Wisconsin with a real estate agent, she calls him. They've been together for three years. He sent her $90,000. $90,000. He paid for a lawyer to get her most recent charges Apparently down a from good one. 12 years to one year. So a good lawyer. A good lawyer. And you know what? That's actually depressing because it shows what a good lawyer can do. If she yeah. hadn't had him to do that, she would be in jail for another decade. I know. Which so is she, crazy and sad her, to think about. Literally, her sitting in a jail cell looking for tricks saved her 11 years of her life in jail. It's nuts. They don't really elaborate on this episode what sh- the charges were, but they, did, they went into it last season, right? Well, okay. Like what so she, her like in jail, like what were there additional charges yes, on top of? Yes, we know exactly what they were. So okay. she, she was, it says that she was originally in for 10 years for multiple drunk driving arrests. There's got to be more to that story. So we'll dig it up. But this most recent one was because she was dealing drugs and taking drugs in jail. And that's what Jasmine is so pissed off about. And okay. So on the other hand, we also know from this episode uh-huh. that all that money came from Scott to no, buy drugs. No, exactly. And and deal that's why drugs. Jasmine's so pissed off. She's like, "Why have you been feeding my mother's drug habit?" And he says, "Scott is aware that she spent most of this money on drugs." <sighs> like, how do you reconcile that? So at that point, you kind of have to pay for the fucking lawyer. It's so it's his fault. It is his fault, and and Jasmine is totally right. She's like, "Why did you do this? Your feet, you're enabling her, and he is enabling her." Yeah. Not that she wouldn't find somebody else, most likely. No, that's the thing. From his perspective, she would just find somebody else. Right. So why does that make a love connection then? That's so (laughs) messed up. If if your relationship is based on, he gives me money to buy heroin in jail. (laughs) And if that goes away, there's no relationship. Why do you love that person? It's really strange. And... The best, though, is the phone call. The phone call that we get where Lizzie says, I 
have learned a lot about myself when since I have been in jail. And I thought she was going to say she's a lesbian because she said, <laughs> right. That's she's like, I'm not comfortable being with a man right now. to go down that path a little. <laughs> I was like, that makes sense. It's fine. You know, Bombshell number two. <laughs> <laughs> but she says that she, you know, has found God and she doesn't want to have sex right now. And so that she wants to sleep in separate rooms. Scott's totally on board with this right away. Doesn't even hesitate. Scott's hard on. Just, yeah. and then he says, that's okay. But the best part is when she's like, if I'm on drugs and alcohol, baby, I'm yours. And Scott's like asking the realtor, like, where can I find some drugs and alcohol? Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> where can I buy drugs around here? Cause... And then my favorite part is they hang up and he looks at the camera. He's like, our phone calls lately have been great. It's <laughs> like, wow. I'm like, she told you, like. She just preemptively cock blocked you and, from jail and demanded a pool <laughs> it, it demanded a biggie house and a pool that was great it's so messed up but i kind of do you think that the daughter that jasmine will be able to like keep them apart because that's what she says like i will do anything to keep scott away from my mom that's clearly gonna be part of the drama this season yeah yeah I don't i'm know. excited for it i'm team jasmine all the way I know this this relationship needs to end. This is like the definition of a toxic relationship and they haven't even banged. Oh, it's so bad. Yeah. And we know we know from Instagram and Facebook drama that Scott's brother is like said that he is basically Scott has blown the family fortune on this woman and has for not, drugs. Yeah. And hasn't been employed in several years. So in the first look, we we like stipulated, well, maybe it's for like commissary stuff. Maybe it's for mm -hmm. le legal fees. Maybe it's just so she can have a nicer bed. No, it's for heroin. Yeah. Jeez. Which like, how has she weaned herself off heroin? Like she's I been mean, in the same prison, she? right? Has yeah. We don't know. She? Yeah. So one other thing I wanted to talk to you about, like, there was one thing that Scott said that I was a little bit conflicted about that kind of made sense. So Jasmine and he were having this kind of back and forth debate about, you know, Jasmine's claim was that she should be independent and stable before there's anyone else in her life. And I'm thinking, okay, that kind of makes sense. But then Scott says, well, okay, that sounds good, but she's basically homeless. So I'm going to mm. get her a crummy car. She'll have a place. And I kind of thought that made sense. What do you think? Because I, she's going to get out. She has nothing. She's blown all the money that Scott's already given her. So she either, what is she going to do? Move into whatever crummy apartment Jasmine has? It's unclear if there's fam other family in the picture that she could stay with. After 10 years? I don't know. Yeah. Probably not. And if it is, like, it'll be short term. It probably It's not going to lead to her getting, like, a job. Or, like, being independent. I yeah. think that, like, Jasmine's point was she has to become independent on her own. Like, she can't be, like, tricking people and bamboozling people. And so I, I see both. I see both sides, but I think that Scott enabling her and just providing her everything that she needs on a platter is definitely not the solution. Right. If it, if this was a more, um, if Scott was less of a pushover, mm -hmm. he could just say, okay, here's a used car. Here's some money for clothes. She's not going to be satisfied with that. No. No, that's the issue. Like, it's always going to be, she's going to want more and more and more, and it's going to be a dumpster fire. It really is. Anyway, last couple, Clint and Tracy. Wow. Wow. <laughs> wow, Hobbs. <laughs> the first line of my notes say, this guy, just wow. This is what I came here for. <laughs> this 
fucking hillbilly. Hobbs, New Mexico. And we, if you listen to the first look episode um, that we recorded a few weeks ago, I called out Hobbs, New Mexico and said, <laughs> this is going to be interesting. So Tracy is in for fraudulent checks and a probation violation. Eight years. She's going to be, she's now 38. And Clint is 37, and he is a hotel clerk, and he works for his ex-wife. Yes, he does. They have a child. Together. No, I yes. missed that part. It, it wasn't on the show. They oh, have a kid together. shit. Yep. And uh, one other thing that I saw on the internets was that Clint was, also has an arrest record. Because he, I don't know if he was just completely drunk off his face or high as fuck, but he crashed into he crashed a trailer into a storage unit, and there are pictures. His mug shots are all over the internet. I did see those and pictures of the storage unit just like completely destroyed by a, with a, like a trailer like that kind of ended up on the roof. Oh wow! Amazing. Wow. Good I mean, times. I mean, this guy. My first thought when the ex-wife comes out is like, how the hell was he married to her? She seems like she definitely has her shit together. Very. She, I don't know. She kind of asked like the scripted reality TV questions. Sure, but she seemed like well spoken and put together. No, totally. She has a good job. She's a manager at the only business in Hobbs, New Mexico, apparently. (laughs) That's not true. There's two businesses and Clint's parents run. Okay. (laughs) The other one. One and two. Two provable businesses. Yes. Um, So, my best. But but don't worry, ladies, Clint is a catch. He wears a chain wallet. Oh, that's and, great. And, like, he has a thumb ring. He does. I think that he really, really wishes he was Nickelback. Maybe. I think that's, like, the dream. He just hasn't changed since the era of Nickelback. Yeah. But the best part is that he has to ask his ex-wife for vacation time to marry his prison girlfriend the day after she gets out of jail. I want to know how he's only allowed two days off. Does that mean like at a time or that you just get maybe two days vacation for the whole year? Maybe he's used all of his vacation time. Maybe. Maybe yeah. it's like a holiday season, busy uh-huh. season in Hobbs, New Mexico. I don't know. Like, Ugh, That's a, if you have to have that conversation just ever, mm-hmm. you really have failed. <laughs> You've really failed, right? He's sitting at his place of employment, talking to his ex-wife, begging her for ex- for two extra days time off so he can get married to a prisoner. It's <laughs> How has your life gotten to here? It's not even that. It's just Clint himself is just he he seems like a a teenager or like kind of a child. It's just, it's just one of those things where like I'm picturing like a wonder years esque <laughs> pause and then like the internal voice says, "Wait a minute." How did we get here? <laughs> and then they show him like smoking meth and like jerking off in a trailer while he runs into a storage unit. <laughs> I mean, this is great too about Tracy. We don't actually know why she's in jail. Like you mentioned, like she wrote bad checks and stuff, but come on, she has been in jail for years. It must have been a grip. And checks. all he says is like he doesn't know too much about it. So clearly, Well, he also says she could be a serial killer and he doesn't care. That's true, but I feel like it's going to come out the true reason for like all of her jail time. She's almost 40 years old. Like she's she's a repeat offender. There's a, more to the story here. By the way, the power of makeup. Holy shit, she, right? I mean, she looks fine 
like norm with like her first initial mugshot, like she actually looks good for thirty eight. Yeah. And then they show a different mugshot, and it looks like she's got the shit kicked out of her. Which she may have. She just might have the shit kicked That's out. of her. That's true. So yeah, I have to adapt to this world here. <laughs> <laughs> then so, they've never met. They haven't even met in person at all. No, but they're gonna get married the day after she gets released from prison. It's just, just, it's just crazy. And where is she getting released? Did you catch that? It's not Hobbs, New Mexico. Uh, yeah, I said like a couple hours away, right? So probably Albuquerque or something. Yeah. Okay. Um, Clint's parents seem surprisingly normal. They own a business. They own probably one of the only businesses in Hobbs. It seemed like a big deli. Yeah. Grocery store deli type place. And his dad, his dad's like, I've been probably watching too much Dr. Phil, but he is not into this relationship. He doesn't, he's one of those people that just, he looks like, <laughs> like low level ashamed to even be on television at all. Yeah, he does. Like he feels like, I mean, this is clearly the talk of Hobbs, New Mexico. Oh, right? absolutely. It has to be. This has to be like the local Hobbs Gazette. For sure. Actually, we should look up some local. Uh-huh. I don't know if they're Someone online. send it to us. Yeah, somebody please. If you live in Hobbs. If you I'm... live in Hobbs, hit us up. <laughs> if if, you... Do they have internet there? I'm sure they do, and they're probably pissed at us. For... <laughs> don't DM me. <laughs> talking shit. I'm sure Hobbs is lovely. Um, but his mom was like, be optimistic, and she seems actually very sweet. She's making him a sandwich. I just don't understand how these two people made Clint. How did these two people make Clint? Oh, I don't know. I don't know. Or maybe just lots of drugs. I, I'm not a sure. A lot of drugs and a lot of nothing to do in Hobbs. That's a good point. He probably fried his brain. There's just nothing to do. Yeah. Except like talk, drugs. talk to aliens. Yeah. And drugs. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> on that note. On that note, um, I'm glad they didn't try to cram in all of the couples because this was like perfect for an hour. No, it's great. I, I am so glad that this is an hour. I just have to say, oh, I too. know. So it's a kind of a contradiction because I loved it and it was great. But an hour was enough. It just feels right. <laughs> it just feels correct. Yeah, it it's did. It's fine. It did. And they didn't like, you know what they didn't, they don't do, which I appreciate. They don't spend the first 30 seconds of every segment recapping the previous segment or recapping some other segment from like four episodes ago yeah i don't know we'll see maybe maybe they'll do that that's in true in other shows like two but in other shows like 90 day fiance they do play the cliffhanger again when you 25 percent is filler yeah. that is, is just like rehash of the previous drama mm-hmm like previously on, like just shit like that. You know? It was like, it was three minutes ago. We got it. Yeah. <laughs> and I just feel like the format of one hour with six couples just makes it so they don't, they don't have time for that. And I just appreciate it. This is like the NFL red zone of reality TV. <laughs> just get to the point. Yeah, seriously. It was very, it felt just very fast moving. And like every segment was hilarious. Like yeah. there wasn't like one segment where I was like, yawn. I mean, it, we went from like watching a woman that just, I was surprised when uh, Caitlin took off all of her clothes that she wasn't covered in <laughs> nicotine patches. Just like watching her undress to watch someone hump a chair to watch someone like beg his ex-wife for vacation time to a realtor running away in terror. I mean, it was great. It was great. It really was. We get like one funny thing per episode on other shows that we watch and yeah this was funny it was great so remember if you need a way to watch love after lockup 
Get Wii TV on Sling TV, and with our offer, you can get a free Roku. Just go to loveafterlockuppodcast.com, and I walk you through exactly which plan you need to order, and you can even add on a cloud DVR for $5 a month. Roku's are awesome. Uh, I have, you know, we talk about how we have cable and DVRs and stuff, but for all the other TVs in our house, we don't add on boxes. We just add Roku's and it takes care of what we actually need in like bedrooms and stuff. It's, it's great. It's so awesome. And yeah. and this is a great deal because like I said, you can get the Roku for free when you sign up for Sling TV and it's only $25 a month. It is such a steal. Yeah. So go to loveafterlockuppodcast.com. I walk you through exactly which plans to sign up for and hit me up if you have questions. I think the internet has been asking for a la carte TV forever. Mm-hmm. It's part of the reasons people hate cable companies so much. They give you so much crap that you don't want. This is literally it. It's a la carte <laughs> TV. You pay for what you actually watch. Yeah, it's great. Yeah, it seriously is. All right. Um, you can follow us at Reality Cray Cray on Instagram. That is the social media platform where we live and breathe. And before we go, we have a would you rather from oh, a friend of the pod. We do? Yes. I'm so excited. This is a surprise for me, <laughs> not for Kyle, obviously. He's bringing this. I apologize in advance. Oh, no, it's really bad. Yeah. Um, so would you rather make out with Scott for five minutes? Oh, God. Or spend two weeks in the cell with Lizzie? Oh, dear Lord. <laughs> this show is a really easy to make really disturbing would you rathers, isn't it? One of them is always going to be being in the cell. Of course. Some, yeah. <laughs> I, you know, I, I've got to go with Lizzie. I felt the same way. <laughs> and, you know, I responded right away that, like, of course I would be in the cell with Lizzie. And the the person was she's like. She's got drugs. She's like, you know that there's, like, a serious threat of your own life being over because Lizzie's crazy. She's going to fucking ice pick you. Oh. And I was like, still, don't care. Yeah. It's, yeah. it's a risk I'm willing to take. Kill me. <laughs> And on that note, make sure that you subscribe to Love After Lockup Cray Cray. Or if you're listening via Reality Cray Cray Podcast, that's also great. Eventually, there might be an extended episode of Love After Lockup that'll be on Reality Cray Cray. Not this one, but we're going to get there. We have to accumulate the literal evidence. (laughs) On this show, it's literally evidence. (laughs) (laughs) Literally is evidence. Anyway, thank you everybody for listening and we look forward to talking to you again next week for episode two. See you next week. Bye.